Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And the risen and reigning great good shepherd goes before his church into the world. But you know, leaving home can leave you feeling frightened. It's a vulnerable place to be apart from home. Of course, we experienced this firsthand in a new way, in a cute way, as we went on vacation this past week, and we felt it in so many different ways, the, the strangeness, the vulnerability of being away from home. Actually, still, while we were stateside, when we went to the airport, and they told us at the, at the, uh, the desk to, where we were checking in, sorry, it looks like you don't have reservations here. Like, pretty sure, you can check my bank account, it's there. It worked out, we still managed to go. But then especially when we were strangers in a strange land, yes, they technically speak our language, but it is very different, friends. We tried to order biscuits at KFC. Turns out biscuits are cookies over there. So they thought it was weird when we wanted to put gravy on them. Uh, <laughs> frightening feeling. Driving on the left side of the road, that's bad enough. But when we get outside of the city, we're in the countryside and the English have very skinny roads, okay? And just to up the ante, they put old stone walls right next to them. So there is no margin for error. And they're going 60 miles per hour. Crazy. Left us feeling frightened, exposed. But most especially when you're just wandering through someplace you don't know. And you have that acute sense of being lost. Where am I? I'm not on the GPS, the sat-nav. It's not telling me where I should be or how I'm going to get to be where I need to go. It leaves you feeling frightened, lost, alone. When you're in that place, it's essential to have good guides, and we had some really good ones, and even to have those helpful guidebooks that you get, right? It struck me that one of the guidebooks that we had, which actually was not all that helpful, uh, was from a, a company that you're probably familiar with called Lonely Planet. You ever heard of that? That name really struck me. Lonely Planet. Even while we were there overseas, I could see that sense of loneliness that we so often talk about around here. As we're riding on the tube, not the subway, the tube, and to a person, everyone sitting there in their seats, they're doing what? Staring at their phone can see it in their faces, that sense of, of sullenness and detachment. You don't have to scratch deep below the surface to get that sense of loneliness. We went and visited this place called Broadway Tower, this beautiful attraction, and I was just getting the tickets from the woman who was sell selling the tickets, and she was really surprised that we needed six tickets. She's like, oh dear, I said, it's for four kids. We were the largest family that we saw in all of England, truly. She said, six people, four children, oh my. I said, yes, I know, but we believe it's going to pay off in the end with him, right? <laughs> and she says, I wish that were true in my life. But you know, my daughter just took her son, my only grandson, and moved to Australia and didn't even say goodbye. And I feel so alone. You don't have to dig deep to find out how lonely people feel on this planet right now even though we're more connected in so many different ways, in spite of all of our different gadgets and devices, we are truly at a more deep level, more disconnected, isolated, separated, lonely than we've been before. In the words of author Sherry Turkle, we are alone together. Alone together. But some people would say, well, 
that's not really a spiritual problem, is it? Loneliness. I mean, we could talk about much bigger fish to fry. They like to do that in England, too. Uh, of sin and injustice and suffering, all of these things. Loneliness is pretty low on the level, perhaps, perhaps. But understand this, that a lonely planet is not what God created. In fact, I often make this point, but in the beginning, God creates his glorious world and he says, it is good, it is good, it is good. The light, the sun, the moon, the stars, the creepy crawling things, and of course the humans. But what's the first thing that God says is not good? It is not good that man should be what? Alone. Alone. It is not part of God's original design that we should be alone and lonely. You and I are created for community, for relationship. The heart of the shepherd is that we would be together, together with him and together with one another. Jesus, our Lord Jesus, in his ministry, he makes clear that this loneliness is not small potatoes to him either. When he looks out on the hillsides and he sees the people, his heart breaks because they are helpless and harassed. Like what? Like sheep without a shepherd. It's not the way that things are supposed to be. And it's even worse still, as he underscores in today's gospel reading. Jesus says that what is the devil's work or the, the wolf's work as we heard here? The wolf wants to scatter. That's where he likes you and me to be. He wants us scattered because when we are scattered, he can snatch and slaughter. He can divide and conquer. We are easy prey when we're lonely, when we're separated, when we're isolated. We're easy prey for the evil one in that place. It's not the heart of God. It's not good to be alone because loneliness steals the joy out of life because it's contrary to the design of the creator and because it makes you and me to be an easy mark for the evil one. The evil one, that wolf who comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. But know this, scripture tells us Jesus also came to destroy. It's true. Scripture says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the evil one. Jesus came to destroy the deeds of the devil. Jesus came to destroy the works of the wolf. Jesus came in order to gather back the scattered sheep of God. This was prophesied and predicted, in fact, by the high priest at that time, and it's precisely what Jesus did. He said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. Christ Jesus is the one who is like God's magnet in order to gather back all the scattered shards and fragments of creation, all of his straying sheep, to bring them back to himself. For this reason, your Lord laid down his life as our great good shepherd. He laid down his life to make you his own. And not just you and Jesus, but to incorporate you into his body, literally to embody you. See, Christ, when he saves you, he saves you as an individual. He saves you personally, but he doesn't save you to be alone. He brings you into the, fa into the family of God. In the Psalms, it says that this is who God is. This is what he does. He settles the solitary in the home. He comforts the lonely and downhearted. That's part of the trajectory and the aim of salvation. This is part of the, the goal 
of God the Father's sending the Son into the world to gather the scattered to himself, to gather you and me into his family. And so it's no accident when we see in that reading that we had from the book of Acts, very early here, this beautiful picture of the the life of the early church. And what does it look like? It looks like the new family of God. They're devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the, the fellowship, the breaking of bread and the prayers. They're brought together and put in a new home together now as the family of God. It's a powerful image, an evocative image that we are created for that kind of of fellowship. And in fact, you know how I love to to drop some Greek words for you. I can't resist this one. Let me hear you say homothumadon. Homothumadon. There's a good Greek word for you. That's the word that's used to describe that life of the body of believers there. Homothumadon. It literally means to be rushing all together like waves all in one direction, all in one motion. That homothumadon is when you have that union of heart and mind and body and soul. It's being knitted together into the body of Christ. That's what you and I have. We got homothumadon. I'll put that on the church sign out there. The church of homothumadon. Is that a dinosaur? What is that? But it's what we have in Christ. Jesus says, I came that you may have life and that you may have it to the full. Make no mistake, that fullness of life is enjoyed in community, in fellowship with the body of believers. It's not good to be alone. And for some of you this morning, you're in that place, feeling that acute sense of loneliness. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to walk that way alone. Sheep will so often just separate themselves and wander off, as I say to the kids, why they need the the gates, why they need the fences. But don't do it. It makes you easy prey for the evil one. You might be alone, but you don't have to be lonely. Look around you. You have a family here that God has placed you into, a family of faith, a body of believers, a place of homothumadon. But, and perhaps you expected there would be a but coming along here, but it is not God's ultimate aim that we would just chill out with the body of believers. It's not his final design that we would just hang out at home. It's comfortable at home. It's familiar at home. There's home cooking. But God has come to call you and me to send us. Remember, we heard it a couple of weeks ago. As Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And so get this, Christ Jesus not only gathers the scattered, he also scatters the gathered. Not in a diabolical sort of way, but in an intentional way. And now no longer alone and lonely, but accompanied with the family of faith and with the gift of his Holy Spirit. So that Christ Jesus goes with you everywhere you go. He gathers the scattered, yes, but he also scatters the gathered. Why? Because the heart of your good shepherd is larger than his fold. The heart of your good shepherd is larger than the flock that he currently has. We heard it from our Lord Jesus. He says, I have other sheep who are not yet part of this fold. I must, let me hear you say must, must, I must bring them together also. The heart of the shepherd is too large for his fold. It can't fit just into the four walls of his church home, but it spills out into the streets into the neighborhood, 
into the community. It spills out through you and me. Because now the sheep of the good shepherd are enlisted as his under-shepherds to go out and to seek the lost and the strayed. Jesus says, I came to seek and to save the lost. And now that mission is given to us as well. We are chips off of the Father's block. We're carrying forth the family business. That receiving from God, we respond going out into the neighborhood. That having been sent, having been uh, gathered by him, now we are scattered and sent out into the community as well. It's the logic of the liturgy. Here in our, our gathering time of faith, we're gathered together in worship. But then at the end, what do we say? Go in peace and serve the Lord. We are sent back out having received. We are loved by our Lord and then scattered out to the four winds until we're gathered together once again. So the rhythm of faith, the logic of the liturgy, this is the pattern of our life in Christ. And it's why our mission is what it is here at Trinity Arcadia. That we want to share God's heart, that heart that is bigger than his fold. We share it by bringing neighbors together in Christ. That reflects the heart of our Father as we are bringing people together. And I love to hear, although I think it's kind of crazy, Mike, I heard there was 18 people this week that wanted to run, walk, or crawl with the Go One More initiative. <laughs> it's crazy. My vision for this now, I don't know if this is Mike's or not, is that it's going to turn into like Forrest Gump. Remember Forrest Gump? <laughs> As we're literally going out into the streets, into the neighborhood. What a simple way, but a beautiful way that we can bring neighbors together. This is all about what we're doing here at our church. Seeking to share God's heart by bringing neighbors together in Christ. That's the, the heart of our shepherd. To gather the scattered and then to scatter the gathered. Listen, I know it, leaving home can leave you feeling frightened, vulnerable, and exposed. But know that you are never alone. You are never alone because you have all sorts of guides to go along with you. And most of all, you follow the lead of your great good shepherd who says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. We stand for the creed.